every meme has something to say, right? You don't really connect with a meme unless it's got some sort of message. And you might not even know what that message might be at first. It can like go to your subconscious. And they've become so meta, you know, like they're just references to references to references to references. But on some level, you understand at least one of those references and that's what makes the meme good. Hey, I'm Fred. <laughs> and I'm Ed. And this is Creator Generation. Create a generation of hype. All right, Freddie, what is happening this week? Anton, this week we're chatting with Hank from Lessons in Meme Culture, a channel dedicated to... Meme culture? Meme culture, indeed, and everything related. Hey, uh, before we get started, if you like this podcast that we've put together for you, please let us know on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. All right, let's dive in. I'm ready to go. Let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Creator Generation. This week, we are joined by Lessons in Meme Culture, aka Hank. That's Hello. My real name, but let's roll with that. You know, by saying that, you've actually ruled out one, one, one option. Oh, so <laughs> it's not. It's not really Hank. You've ruled that I out now. In a bit of trouble with internet historian because it was like uh not harold and it's not anthony and yeah. people were like cool okay. yes all right internet yes. go oh, on no um yeah, yeah. Someone, him. yeah well apparently in the comments there if, if you check out the video and this is this video this podcast is not about the internet historian but let's go there for a second um <laughs> in the comments someone does get angry at us for liking a comment that apparently does um oust the internet historian and i have apps no it, it it doesn't at all <laughs> what might. did you say what did you say go check the comments everybody <laughs> all internet historian fans who are listening go find out yes. um i have no idea i was like someone's like really offended by this and it's like we protect his uh identity mm. as, as much yeah. as we will protect yours hank so um <laughs> with, on that side note thank you so much for joining us and hey hey um because I cooked up the intro on that and we've gone on a massive segue already, which is so good, and talked about other things. How about you take over for a second, Hank, and just tell us quickly who you are, what your channel is. Yeah, I run the channel Lessons in Meme Culture, focuses generally on figuring out what, uh, why like memes are so significant. Um, obviously, they are the most popular, most um, efficient way of communicating in today's world. And due to that reason, I think it's important to just go over them and look into what their influences are and sort of what kind of effects they might have on um, our culture. All that kind of stuff is super interesting and it all often plays a part into like our day-to-day lives. It's great. It's interesting you mentioned that like they are like one of the most efficient ways to communicate. Like one of the things... Well, my intro is to podcast definitely <laughs> the most efficient way of It's the most... <laughs> I have to point out in the last maybe... 46, 47 episodes. I think Ant has ruined the introduction every time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I mean, but look, you know what? It's 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 a process, right? We tell creators that it's a process. You just got to get better. And sometimes you don't, but you just got to keep trying, right? Right, mm. Ant? You just got to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, they definitely call it an iterative process, I think <laughs> is, the, is the phrase. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, Anyway, we were talking about yeah, uh, uh, memes being such an efficient way to communicate. And look, that is that is something that um, you know I, I came across. And it was, I was looking, I was looking at like the history of memes, and believe me, that led down a, a pretty interesting rabbit hole. Um, it came back into you know like it is such an effective and efficient way to communicate an idea, um, and then iterate on that. And I was like, yeah, that that is true. It's like so high impact and so mm. um, so absorbable. It's it's amazing. And then you just even thinking like that opened up a whole, <laughs> whole new world of memes for me. So yeah, you, for sure. 
Are you a modern day anthropologist then? Is that, that your? <laughs> maybe, maybe it leans into that occasionally, but I wouldn't call myself an anthropologist. Yeah. So, so why did, why did you go down the, then why the meme route? Why did you choose it? Uh, that's a good question. Pretty much uh, when I was at uni, um, a lot of this stuff I was studying, um, especially in like political areas, um, a lot of like, a lot of it had to do with meme culture. It just kept coming up over and over and over again. And um, I, I was finding like a lot of the reasons why a lot of massive events around the world were happening were simply just because of the fact that people were spreading like ideas or information via memes, not necessarily funny memes. It can be awful stuff too. But, um, and because of that, uh, I just really, really, really wanted to talk to people about it. Um, most people that I talked to didn't really give a shit. <laughs> um, or they, they were kind of interested, but they didn't get like a lot of the, you know, um, other references that might be a bit older or that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to connect with people on that. And that's sort of how that started. Mm. And, that, and yeah. that went straight into creating a YouTube channel from there? Or how did you start off in, you know, spreading your love of memes? Yeah, basically, I was just thinking, like, I want a way to, at the time when I was at uni, I wanted to procrastinate what I was doing. Um, also wanted to talk about memes. And it just kind of seemed like a natural thing to go to YouTube. Um, especially having, like, you know, grown up around YouTube. Like, it's it just feels very natural. Mm. Yeah, And it's one of those things that, it's just gotten even more popular over time, right? It's gotten like bigger and bigger and, and, you know, it's just every, you know, back, you know, so many years ago, it used to be like, Oh, and it was only with some subcultures it used to be popular, but now just memes have just, they're just everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those weird things where I think for me, the, the bubble that I was in for the internet, like for me, like I've been in meme culture for a really long time. Um, like when I was an early teenager in the, um, you know, like, what, when was that? Like uh, around 2007-ish. And that's when it kind of started for me because I started like, like I'd been on the internet for a long time. I'd like still go on the internet a lot, but then like I was like finding out lots of patterns with different types of memes and that kind of stuff. And um, it, like for me, I always thought that everyone had the same experience I did in terms of memes. Like, and then I found out pretty quickly going through high school and then university as well, like, the stuff that I was seeing on the internet is kind of different to the stuff that other people were seeing on the internet. And um, eventually I think, yeah, it really blew up in about 2016, didn't I'd say, like especially with the elections in terms of people realizing that how effective memes can be. I think so. I mean, I did, like I said, I went into a, a fascinating history of memes and, and I will talk about that in a second because there's so many things I want to ask you about. But I think yeah. probably one of the reasons I, like, I, I read that it's gotten more popular, obviously our attention span has gotten shorter as well. Um, and there was an article that said it went from, you know, on, on average, like 12 seconds of being able to, you know, have someone's interest to eight seconds, which is, I think, effectively mm. less than a goldfish. Um, and we're like, yeah, so that's why memes are like, yeah, awesome. So <laughs> I think the lower our attention span, the more popular memes are going to get. Sure, yeah. I guess it has a lot to do with the fact that you see a meme, you know what it means almost instantly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that definitely appeals to that. I mean, Fred digging around in the rabbit hole of memes and 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 Hank, like with with that in mind, like this all sort of came from like the I don't want to say the deep dark depths of the internet because that's a very horrible dark place. But it, you know, <laughs> memes and meme culture that that all sort of started basically in as a different language almost from from these internet cultures, right? Like, where did it all come from? 
Mm, yeah, I mean, like on the internet, I guess, like you could just go back to looking at some of the earlier memes, like that, uh, you know, the dancing baby. I don't know what year that came out. It was like the 90s, right? It was the 90s, yeah. Yeah, and then um, the motivational posters and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I I hated the dancing baby so much. It was just why I just why it's, so, it's so it's creepy. It was it just upsettingly creepy. It was like oh god. <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing was, I actually looked that up. It what I think that's the first like you know popular um, iteration of a meme. But I actually looked up what the first memes were. Um, yeah. and there's a bit of, I guess, debate about it, but I think it goes back to like the 1920s or 1919. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like in a, in a, in a, I mean, look, Very I think the, the, the elements of a meme are obviously, um, you know, that it has to be, um, effectively an iterative process for it to again, be a meme. It has to be then, then be mm. shared and, and be iterative. And I think that's why the dancing baby was considered that, but they had a couple, um, that came out in newspapers, I think, or, or magazines. And I think that due to the process they were shared was the fact that they entered as a memes. And one was, um, it was like the expectation versus reality elements. Those were the first two I saw. It was like, you know, one was, I think <laughs> how you look when there's a flash photography versus how you look yeah. in real life. And I was like, oh, well, this actually does look memeish. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then there's another, which is completely politically incorrect nowadays. It's like this, I guess, guy trying to introduce this other guy to a girl and like he's explaining it one way and then he meets her and <laughs> she looks completely different. And that was the other one I saw and I'm like, oh, that's it. Well, that's, that's not... I think people might need problem. to see that one to understand what's going on there. Yeah. I have but no idea. I, I want to point out though that the the way he explains the lady, which is meant to be the most popular way, actually, she looks... Re- like It looks like a genuinely odd drawing. It looks like she's like a peacock on her head or something. I'm not sure at the time that was popular, but anyway, it, it's one of those huh. weird things. Um, if you are watching the YouTube version of this, or I'm sure Lee can bring it up on on the uh, on the screen. I have no idea what's going on. But it's crazy. But yeah, I guess that that's the core thing of it, right? It it, it, these this idea of um, of creating these images and being you know shareable and iterative started early, and it has you know just really ramped up over time. Yeah, actually, talking about that dancing baby just pulled up a weird memory in my head. Um, When I was really young, we had. I think at my when I like when I was yeah when I was living my with my parents obviously um when I was I think it was when I was a toddler we had like a doll of that dancing baby and you used to press a button and it would play that song um, uh, the, what was the song the Huga Chaga song yes Huga Chaga yeah Huga, Huga, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I had that when I was a kid it was, I didn't know what it was at the time I thought it was just a toy but now looking back like ah. Uh, that was a yeah, it was a meme made into a little figure. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. What 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 does make a great meme then? Like, what are the ingredients of a great meme? Uh, that's a tricky question. Um, generally, I think you can you can relate it to probably like um, certain values, like um, you know, timeliness. Um, what else? Like whether or not it it's. I guess whether or not it's quite relevant to what's happening in the real world. So that's, I mean, that's where every meme has something to say, right? Like you don't really connect with a meme unless it's got some sort of message, big or like big or small. And you might not even know what that message might be at first. It can like go to your subconscious. And I think that's what happens with a lot of um, modern memes is that they've become so meta, you know, like they're just references to references to references, references. 
but on some level you understand at least one of those references and that's what makes the meme good mm. um so yeah definitely a really hard question mm. it's an onionish onionish in its approach with the layers yeah like like shrek yeah like shrek <laughs> hey do you have a favorite meme there's so many <laughs> there's too many um i don't know if this is a meme but um favorite character that was a meme is probably salad fingers <laughs> um he's, he's been around in memes i think that counts can you explain that one for those who don't sure know? sure um salad fingers is a character made by david firth um who's this animator on youtube and he makes extremely bizarre um somewhat creepy animations he used to use flash i think salad fingers was made with flash back in the day and um salad fingers is basically this character who has these long like I don't know, probably about the length of celery sticks sort of fingers, and he's just super creepy, but um, really into creepy stuff like that. Um, sort of like, I remember the first time I saw it, I felt like extremely creeped out and then just wanted to, I don't know, it's just like one of those things where you get a bit older and then you see the characters that used to creep you out when you were a kid and you look back on it and you're like, oh, actually, it's not so bad. And um, I think Salad Fingers is one of those things for, for me. He became like comfortable in a way. It's, it's strange. And, and uh, Ant, do you have a favorite? I mean, I know you're very old and typically, you know, you find it hard to see the screen, but in, do you have one anyway? You remember from your youth? Oh, from the youth, from my youth days. Probably not from back in the day. I probably didn't understand what the hell was going on back in the day with, with memes. I definitely remember the baby and cringe um, even just at the thought of that, and I, I just, yeah. Um, I mean, I think one that I remember a, a lot that that sort of still hasn't died, and I, I want to go to that in a bit. But is like just Drake's um, hotline bling, like that. Mm. So many different types of memes came out of that. Um, yeah, and I've always, I've always believed that that was intentional. Um, but I, I like I that there was some master plan for Drake. What do you to, mean? For, for Drake to just create a, a, like this these assets so that he would become memes the daylight. Do you think wait, do you think do you think Drake knew what he was doing when he <laughs> someone, did that music video? That's 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 my theory. Yes. yes. I think someone I mean, went, we're gonna get this turned into some hotline building memes that's going to keep going <laughs> forever. I, that's that's my my conspiracy theory on that one. Mm. But I, yeah. I don't know if you, you know the dirt on that, or we well, always go find out. Yeah, he definitely he definitely made that video with like you know the internet in mind. I think mm. given his like you know kind of kind of bad dancing, but it's like really charming the way he 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 dances, even though he kind of doesn't really know how. It's great. Mm. Um, so it makes sense. Yeah. Fred, what about you? You got a favorite meme? Um, I don't have a favorite, but I, I saw one uh, earlier on, and it was just funny because I was looking at it and I'm thinking, "This is this is weird." But it was um, it was a lady holding up a sign, and it had a handgun with a cross through it, um, and it said, "Real men, real men use their hands." Um, and what? underneath it, it had a picture of Fry from Futurama, and and he said. I'm not sure if she's like anti-gun or pro-domestic violence. Like, what is, what's her message? And I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, Huh? That's that's interesting. <laughs> it was there to just like how like you know basically to like a so, like how memes use as, as social commentary on, on what's going on. And it was it was a genuinely confusing uh, image. And I was like, Oh, and then I was like, Oh, okay, yeah. And so not my not favorite, but it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. What year were the the fry memes popular? Where he's like not sure if. When he was like kind of squint, it looked like he was squinting. I honestly, I 
do not know. You you'd that have feels like, maybe you have to do an episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like early twenty tens. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of it's like see, it's not not favorites, but just ones that you look at and go, oh yeah, they make, they make you in just such, such a short amount of time they make you think and go, what is going on there? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. yes moving on to uh, uh, to the next important thing, Ant, you were going to say. Uh-huh. Well, I did want to know, like, I watched one of your videos recently and I keep thinking about it, thinking about it, but what makes a meme die? Oh, yeah, that's also a really good question because memes tend to, I mean, by the very nature, they tend to never actually really die off. They, um, you know, they always come back and it's always comes, it's cyclical, like they always come back in patterns. Like, for example, rage faces, rage comic faces are like huge right now and they were considered dead like five years ago, extremely dead, but right now they're like massive. Um, but you can get certain memes that come and go extremely quickly. There are memes that come and go in a second or, you know, like someone might post it, a couple of people might post it and it'll just die off. Like people lose interest or, you know, a day or months or weeks or whatever. But the point is a meme usually dies when uh, it's a process that ends with people just getting sick of it and Say you're listening to a song that you really like and you've listened to it like maybe 20 times already and you're like, all right, I'm done with that song. And then suddenly you might see someone else who's just discovered it and then they start playing it like 20 times. You might think to yourself, this song sucks. I'm sick of it. It's dead to me. And I think the same thing happens with memes. Um, Usually it gets pronounced dead when a, a large majority of people are very much used to it and are sick of it and moved on to the next thing. And then suddenly they might see it become popular in another area and they might say, no, this meme isn't fresh anymore. It's stale. It's dead. Mm-hmm. I think that's generally what happens. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because you, you did do a video recently on the, on the crazy frog and it's, it's back. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That and was great. Like, like, I just remember at the time thinking, why won't this thing just die? And I <laughs> did think we put a bullet in its head and we never to hear of it again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, it, but it's clearly it's back at least some level, and is that like maybe it's just new audiences or who who have never seen this thing yeah. again, and they're oh. like, "Whoa, what is this?" Absolutely, you you'd be so surprised. Um, like there are there are so many people like with Crazy Frog. I mean, there are plenty of people out there who haven't seen it or maybe did see it when they were growing up, but it sort of became a lost memory. You know, especially now that the the majority of the people on the internet right now are like people who might not have you know, gone th- like understood what Crazy Frog was when they were kids or when they were younger. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely cyclical. Mm, indeed. Damn, Crazy Frog. Um, oh, actually, that, that reminds me, sorry, uh, on the topic of demotivational posters, that's like I remember in the early 2010s, like demotivational posters were like one of the biggest meme formats going around. Everyone knew what they were, like it was it was huge. And then they died off in popularity and now they're back, but people don't really know them as demotivational posters so much anymore. They either call them those memes with the black border and white text, <laughs> or they call them the Sanctuary Guardian meme because quite often they'll play the tune um, Sanctuary Guardian from, I think it's from Earthbound soundtrack. So um, yeah, it, it's just it's just interesting. Like the, the what they are cha- changes depending on um, who's experiencing them. Mm. 
If you like this conversation or want to be part of the conversation, how about join us each week on Clubhouse? We get guests from the podcast on there talking all about the creator generation and the creator economy. You can ask your own questions. So if you think you can do a better job of this than myself or Fred, and let's be honest, you probably can, head on over, hit us up on Clubhouse. We're there every Sunday, 3 p.m., for the West Coast of the USA, 6 p.m. in the East, and in Australia, obviously, we are on Mondays, 10 a.m., daylight saving time. Catch you there. Out of interest, is there some sort of, like, meme etiquette, like when when you go to develop or iterate on a meme? I think, to be honest, just anything goes, generally, <laughs> is, the, is the prevailing etiquette. It's just anything goes. Um, you can... I think a lot of people just sort of throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Sometimes it sticks hard. Sometimes it just falls off. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's... What's going on there? Are there like, are there people who this is their craft? Are oh, they, yeah, sure. Or is it um, like, you know, for the, the un, uninitiated, like what's the genesis of a, of a, of a meme or, or, you know, like where are these coming from? Yeah, well, there's a lot of actually extremely exciting things going on at the moment with um, meme culture. Um, so... For the longest time, I guess people who created memes, you know, you wouldn't, you couldn't really consider it a job, um, uh, even though you are creating effectively, you know, art, and um, it, it's just so new and different. It's it's difficult, especially you know how you have, uh, you might use copyrighted music or that that kind of stuff that stops you from getting those royalties, say on on YouTube or something. Um, but what's happening is now is that we're seeing um, companies like, so I, I, I do a bit of work for a company called Neverthink, which is based in, in Finland. And um, I, I like them because they, they have their own like studio dedicated to creating memes. And um, they have like some really high profile people working on that, which is great. Um, but not only that, they have like a partnership program where they've like, they, um, basically pay people to make uh, memes in the sense that they'll partner with a certain meme creator. Um, If that person is really good at making, like they just do video content, but if that person is really good at making content, um, they will like play the videos on their website and then like any traffic that they get, any of the revenue, I think they get split with that creator. So um, I think they do other stuff as well. But from what I understand, like, there seems to be this movement with different like companies and that kind of stuff to start paying people who like want to do this on a daily basis to make like really high quality memes. Um, so the, the um, economy surrounding meme culture is definitely changing and um, it's, it's really interesting to see where it goes. I think we're going to have a lot more people who, I know there are people on Instagram who have definitely made it a living. Um, so yeah, it, it's super interesting to see if we're going to have like, massive you know celebrities or something who are just dedicated to making memes in, in terms of meme culture um on youtube like what's that like on you you know people talking about on youtube the videos that go around it the creators that go around it what's that ecosystem like what i've found from especially from talking to other um creators on like youtube well i talked to i've spoken to a lot of people who make memes naturally um and um they are so always so friendly and like so keen to just um you know, give, give information or like talk about a specific element of what they're doing. Um, that kind of stuff. I've, I was a little shocked to be honest, because I think, um, you know, you spend a lot of time on the internet and you tend to see the best and the worst of people. And I find, I find that a lot of people on YouTube who are making memes are actually, um, really nice people, which is, which is great. 
there's de there definitely seems to be like a lot of camaraderie like surrounding it. And have you ever met like a, a like a meme originator, like someone who was the first of of that um, of that meme, and you were just like blown away by them? Um, I've only through like uh, uh, I, I think it's happened several times where like I mention someone in one of my videos who's made a meme, and they comment and say something nice, and I say something nice back, and it just I don't know, it's just very good feelings yeah. um, from that. So occasionally, but I always feel so excited, you know, when like. It's like, oh wow, you're that guy. Like you, you are the person who started this whole thing, and um, that that always feels really good. Um, so you were saying that the, the community is obviously very friendly. I think that sort of, I think people would probably think it may not, you know, it would be a little bit trollish compared to mm. other places. Like you know, um, we've had heaps of creators say, you know, <laughs> surprisingly, like oh my, the audience is really trollish. But in 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 the meme space, it seems to be friendly, and everyone's in in, in good spirits. As far as I can tell, yes. I, I'm sure, like, I have heard stories of certain people in, in like, you know, certain communities um, where they've done some really awful things, yeah. um, which, which, you know, you, it, it's, I, I don't want to say it's something you should expect on the internet because you, sh you should never expect people to act, like, you know, badly. Like, it's, it's not, not a very positive outlook, I think. But, um, uh, yeah, there's certainly been certainly been times where people have um, I've heard stories of meme creators not being very nice. Thankfully, I don't think I've met anyone who's uh, been like that. I've always had very positive experiences with with uh, a lot of people um, who engage with the the content I make, which is which is great. Mm, it's it good to hear, and I mean, obviously, I I do know that the the guys within within the meme space do tend to you know there is some camaraderie and and um, you know knowledge between them, and they they're usually pretty civil and and good to each other whereas in some aspects you know sometimes some areas of, of youtube and content creation they can be very isolated and people feel that way mm. yeah mm. so it's a, it is a, it is an interesting space one we are, we're particularly interested in, in um, ourselves um but what do you think's next like what what's the next innovation in in the, like the youtube space for memes what's going to happen next do you think yeah that's a really good question too um the way it seems to be going is um, I think there's there seems to be more of a, a focus perhaps on on getting those communities going and those um, recognizing people as professional meme creators otherwise it's hard to tell it, like in terms of where meme culture is going as well like at the moment it's just ex all extremely meta but it seems to be peeling back a bit like um, perhaps going moving towards more of an authentic route. Like it seems to go that way every few years. Like, for example, you have like, um, we had like more um, just general, general like demotivational posters. Everything was rather straightforward um, sort of, sort of memes like lolcats and that kind of stuff uh, back in the, you know, just before the 2010s and that kind of era. And then we moved into like, things got more subversive with like the, oh, just for example, like the MLG, compilations and those were like a bit acerbic and and sort of subversive and then we moved into um sort of edgy content um in like i don't know around like 2014 ish um that was also yeah mlg stuff as well i suppose and we had there was like a lot of 9 11 stuff back then as well mm -hmm. and then there was this push after that towards they called it wholesome memes i know that'll annoy a lot of people a lot of people hate the word wholesome but that was that was sort of the area where we went, like you know, hydrate, drink water, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
anyway, and then after that, you know, 2016 came around with the elections and then things got kind of crazy. Um, you know, politically speaking, fact and fiction started merging together and a lot of that was reflected with deep fried memes and that kind of stuff. Um, everything got quite abstract and surreal. And it sort of stayed that way, although deep fried memes got kind of crazy. And they, it's at the point now where I think it's sort of slowly moving back towards a point of authenticity and people are looking for something a little more solid to hold on to rather than just like crazy abstract stuff. So I think, I think we're sort of moving into that space a little bit for now, but ultimately we're still in a very, I think it's just going to keep moving in a, in a very meta area, very strange area. I mean, and also in terms of popularity, like your, your channel, um, you know, you get really great, um, well, responses to your videos and, you know, tremendous amount of views. Um, I think you're at about half a million subscribers. Is that right? In terms of your size currently yeah. as we speak, but, you know, a couple yeah. hundred thousand views per video and you put out a lot of videos in, in a week, you know, because you, it, it is, you know, tremendous output uh, for a creator. I mean, they're on the, I guess that you could say the shortest side, probably around two and a half, three minutes. Is that about right to say? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, two and a half to three minutes. But yeah. still, they, you know, they perform really well from, I mean, from what from what we see. Um, so there's obviously a lot of popularity there and it must be very satisfying to see your audience grow like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and do you think you yeah. want, like, is your goal to like say, hey, I want to become, you know, the next million to five, ten million subscriber creator or do you just want to keep putting out stuff like you do? What's your What's your goal? Um, definitely gunning for a million subscribers. I mean, that'd be great. But uh, the point is at the moment to just keep, um, enjoying what I'm doing and writing about stuff that I find interesting. That was always, that was always the point of it all was just to like, look at stuff and think whether or not it, if I find a particular meme interesting, I want to talk about it. So I do. And, and I, I think that's just where we're going at the moment. And can I ask just about that process, obviously, because you do put out so much content and like, you know, when I watch your videos, like they just seem so concise and clear. And obviously I know that does take a lot of thinking to get right. Um, but like mm. in terms of your process, like how, how do you, what do you do? Do you find you, search reddit do you then research it do you then put together a script what's your process in developing the videos sure yeah that one that's definitely something i've developed over time um but it it's always just been um if i start seeing certain patterns on the internet like in different like i just sort of browse a lot of different areas of social media um and if i start seeing a pattern with something coming up maybe i'll see a meme come up once or twice and then i'll start seeing it come up a lot after that that's when i know i should pay attention to it um, and, uh, especially if it ends up on, I think the litmus test is, is Facebook. If you start seeing it popping up on Facebook, even in, in the weirder areas of Facebook, <laughs> generally, you know, at that point it's, it's pretty popular. Um, so that's generally where you start. And then from then on, uh, in terms of writing a script, like I'll just usually start, have like a whole bunch of notes on something, just different thoughts and feelings and that kind of stuff. And um, I'll try and find the earliest iteration of it that I can. Um, and if I can, that's always great. And uh, just go from there, basically. Um, it's important to just try and find lots of examples of the same meme, and then you can kind of get a feel for what the general sentiment around it is. Do you plan like well ahead, or is it just like, you know, as you see the trends come up? Bit of both. Um, sometimes you might see something pop up, might be a bit popular for a while, then die off. And then, you, you know, sometimes I'll have some notes on it and then like a month or two later, suddenly it'll explode and I'll already have that information ready to go. So that's always useful. Mm. Um, but I would say most of the time it's a fairly like, yeah, organic process. <laughs> like, yeah, if something's, if something's popular, then I'll just write about it and go from there. 
Fair enough. And like, do you do you have a do you have any inspiration from other creators who you really look up to in the space? When I first started, I didn't really have anyone. Um, I, I sort of had an idea of what format I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to make it like clear and concise. I knew that, and I knew I wanted the videos to be short because it gave me limitations, but also flexibility in that area in that I could put a lot of information into a very small amount of space. Mm. Um, and I can't really think of anyone else who, I guess like I was sort of inspired by video game donkey, but he does gaming videos, but I knew that he, he put a lot of jokes in a lot of very, like in a very small space. And I thought that was a good way to do things just because, you know, it's good for the audience and it's good for me. Um, because it allows me to, to, um, make things like a bit more dense, but at the same time, conversational. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, if you go to the about on your YouTube channel, it's straight up says no filler straight to the point. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and ge- your, your videos are genuinely that it's like video starts, go. Yeah. In, here's, here's the, here's the story. Boom. We're done. It, it definitely helps if you think to yourself the sentence if you think if you write a sentence and you think is there a point to this is this telling anyone anything and if the answer is no then just cut it like it's there's no point in having it um that's just the way that i've i've worked and i find it it works well brevity that's good i think i think uh i think nestorian said this similar thing he looked at it and goes like is there anything redundant like is the shot needed yeah. are we doing this is there any point to having this and if not they just get rid of it which is why his, i think you know the videos are so well paced as as are yours you know they just seem to get through and you're like oh that's that's um, good information. Whereas a lot of his YouTubers, videos yeah. are like incredible. Yeah, like he doesn't he does not beat around the bush at all. He just um, he finds he finds what's good and he includes it. And I think actually I'd say yeah that's probably another inspiration as well for sure. Mm. And um, speaking of about Ant mentioned, but like obviously you're an anonymous creator as well, like the internet historian um, Hank. Mm. Um, I look forward to doxing <laughs> you on our comments in oh, this, yeah. thank you so much yeah. well like, I, I genuinely don't know what you, what you what you look like we genuinely have no we don't have no idea but um the uh what's it like what's it like being anonymous like do you like it do you want to keep it that way obviously um or do you do it as a ploy what's what's the deal with that i i like being anonymous just simply because um i think it gives me a lot of freedom you know if you if you show your face that does become a part of your brand um and I think it's important for me to like, you know, I'm still sort of figuring things out, still a fairly new YouTube channel. Um, Perhaps in the future, I might show my face, perhaps not. But at the moment, I'm just playing it by ear and I'm quite happy um, where things are right now, I think. There there is one face that gets shown on your videos every time. Who's Mm -hmm. the guy in your end screen? Oh, um, he calls himself uh, Big Tyrone from Fiverr. Can't remember his actual name. It's George, George something. Mm. Um, but he, he's a really interesting guy. Um, he, do you, do you guys know the story behind George or big Tyrone? No, please. This is this enlighten us. I have no idea. Okay. I'm like, who is this guy? We're, 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 we're old and out of touch. So just letting you know that much. Oh, this is an old meme. This is, this is <laughs> not a new meme. Come on. Um, he, he, uh, so I can't remember what year, but it was a long time ago. Um, he, he was, a. I think he started off on Fiverr and, he he was just doing you know you know videos where people you know obviously people would ask him to say things and they'd pay him, but he he sort of went into superstardom when um, I think 4chan got involved, um, and they basically paid him and another guy 
to talk about anime. I think it was with a, a copy pasta, um, the one about anime being Chinese cartoons, like purposefully, uh, purpose, purposefully a shit post at that at that time. Anyway, so there was this conversation with with this guy who calls himself Big Tyrone and another guy I can't remember his name, and they were talking about anime, and that video just sort of went, um, you know, it was turned into a meme. I, I'm just, uh, I'm pretty sure this is the process. I'm just going back on my memory at the moment. But um, so yeah, that happened. And he's just sort of, since then, he sort of capitalized on it as many people do and um, on that attention. And he he became a massive star on Fiverr to the point where I think he had to make his own website. And he charges about, I think it's like a hundred US dollars for like one video now. So um, and he, he does a lot of them. So he earns a lot of money. Nice. Um, but uh, I just thought it'd be cool if he, if I could uh, get him to do a video for me. I think he's he's been in meme culture for such a long time. Um, so yeah. true, but, true to the art. Yeah. That's what you are. Um, yeah, get him, get him on sale. He does one sale once a year. Uh, All right, it was ten, he... bucks. ten bucks. It was ten bucks. Oh, good. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, nice. Hey, yeah, like. um, uh, when doing some of the background in, in meme culture um for this i i was having a look and actually it was funny because i used typing different things into into google and it actually asked like what people ask about memes right and it's really fascinating it mm. spit out like maybe 10 different things i was keen mm. to ask you a couple of these questions see if if you guys either you or ant know the answer because um okay. <laughs> just see how they go i'm sure ant will do much worse than you will um I'm ready. We, look, one, the first one um we get a buzzer or something or just just shout out the answer. Uh, I'm gonna no. Well, I, actually, I think you actually did answer the first one there, uh, Hank. When they said like, "What was the original meme? The one that set it all off in modern times?" And it was the baby cha 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 hey, dancing one. Nice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to you already. So, but Ant, the next one Wait. is uh, is for you. Um, what is the longest lasting meme? Crazy Croc. No. <laughs> 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 apparently well not by not by this whatever now i'm not sure if i'm going to say this right. I, don't, I don't actually know what this from i'm not sure what this is but it's a pedo bear pedo bear oh god yeah really i don't know oh, i don't know what that is but that's apparently uh, what it comes that, what it comes, that, that comes from an awkward stage in the history it, of the internet i think okay do you want to explain that a little bit or do we is it best we just avoid that it's best to avoid okay it, let's think. avoid that because it does that does sound <laughs> Yeah, because I don't know. As I'm, I'm clicking the arrow down as I as I look at these, so I'm not immediately aware of what they are either. Um, yeah, this one easy for you, um, Hankston. Okay, so yeah. um, obviously we know how meme is pronounced, but do you know some of the uh, popular ways it's mispronounced? Oh, sure, like Mimi. <laughs> yes, um, May May. May is the other one. Uh, yeah, Mimi and May May. <laughs> yeah, and then like occasionally you get the mem. Yeah, mem. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, I had people that. were adamant. Like, I don't know, whenever memes started to really become a bit more mainstream, then mm. they're, no, you're wrong. You just don't know what you're talking about. It's like, oh, God. They were so adamant. It made wow. Me question, question myself in many, many ways. Mm. I'm sorry to, to hear that. That's, that's rough. Meme. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are some other interesting ones here, um, such as uh, it actually says, who, who was the first person to create a meme? Well, I think this is where the term came from. Does uh, is I think I think it's Hank's term for this. I'll uh, pass that over to the expert. Am I the expert? Or is um, that... <laughs> I want to say I want to say 
Oh god, now I'm getting confused, but it's either Richard Dawkins or Charles Darwin. It's it's Richard Dawkins, um, what they say here. With, it is Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Well, yeah. Memetics. He's talking about genetics. Yeah. 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 Memetics, genetics, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Wow. And he basically talked about that as a um yeah, uh biologically sort of iterated and mutate, replicate, mutate and evolve, which is sort of where it came yeah. from. Yeah. A unit unit of culture, right? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's it yeah. is interesting. Um yeah, there's so many interesting questions people ask about that, like, you know, where do you find memes? How do you pronounce meme in the UK? You don't. You don't find memes. <laughs> yeah. Find does a does a meme need words? Um, you know, interesting things like that. And then there's another. What is a Karen type? <laughs> it's a part of the popular uh, yeah. questions. Of course. There you go. Yeah. So there are some interesting ones uh, around that. But here's an interesting. Uh, well, it's, I find this interesting at least. Do you think platforms like TikTok are basically just human living memes? constant that just that's what the platform is for because of the iterative process of people taking something then putting their own slant on it yeah well i mean that's where it gets interesting right because the concept of tiktok itself is a meme i mean there's people who despise it there's people who love it and um as a brand it's definitely a meme but in the sense that um it's like yeah i you could call tiktok a a a living meme i suppose it's very much like its own beast for sure it makes memes it is a meme it 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 takes memes, it steals memes, steals memes, it propagates them. The ultimate like, onion, ultimate onion, all these layers. Oh, it takes <laughs> the ultimate Shrek. <laughs> the ultimate yeah. Shrek. Yeah. Uh, um, awesome. I I think I think TikTok gets a, ba- a pretty bad rap most of the time, like uh, for what it does for meme culture. There are a lot of what people would call like um, fresh memes that have have come directly from TikTok, but people don't tend to sort of realize where that that content comes from because it it gets written off quite quite regularly as a, as a app for children. Right. Um, but there, there, there are certain communities on there that are very, very ready to get freaky with it and make some very strange stuff that ends up in the wider, wider parts of meme culture. So, Hey, we, 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 we like TikTok. We like uh, what it does. And it's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting platform for a number of reasons. One is that, 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 you know, the ability to, for people to take something and add their own, their own mm. element to it. And, and then, you know, watch that grow so it's, it's a very it's one that sort of taps into sort of that the core elements i think of what what memes are and it's basically based it as, as a video platform so it has been an interesting journey um but hey mm. speaking of journeys we actually have come to <laughs> the oh, end no. not no. yet wait 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 we, wait wait, wait. we've come to the end of the core segment now and is going to present and is going to present his little element at the end so here we go and take it away i want to i want to use a rate like the radio segue sort of thing like speaking of dark you know the internet and weird creating things here's my favorite segment where we go down the internet rabbit hole um yay radio but yeah like it does like meme culture takes you down interesting rabbit holes all Mm. the time um Mm. and i kind of want to know where this where you've gone into the rabbit hole lately oh see this this has come up in my life a lot recently because i spend so much time uh, just looking at memes and researching memes and, and being surrounded by memes that uh, <laughs> I think it warps my perception of reality sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, no, not good. Um, do, do no, you, does that actually I, happen? Uh, do you like ever, you wake up in the morning and if, I don't know if you, wait, if you know, live with someone, do you like go up to the person you live with and like, you know, touch them to make sure they're real or like you're not no, sure where you are, your surroundings? Well, so. <laughs> it, it feels it feels strange like you do like when you're hanging out with friends and stuff quite often because you spend so much time communicating with people about certain things like try like I try and make my job like a nine to five so I do that 
and um and you know you, you go out after work and hang out with your friends or whatever and um sometimes the things that you you've been experiencing all day you feel like they're extremely real but then you you you're sort of reminded when you you go out and you leave that space you you're reminded that the real like the world outside of meme culture although they're like inevitably interlinked they are very different and, and the way that people act in real life is very different to the way they tend to act um on the internet so uh yeah there you go and and where has this Oh right, the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave me hanging, man. What we're talking about again? Yeah, right. The the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, very strange places. I mean, like you naturally, when you're researching beams, you might try and find out where they come from. Sometimes that can come from some places on the internet that you'd probably rather not be in. Um, there are like, I mean, there's there's areas you don't really want to go. But I mean, even even in the more like even in the more like sort of mainstream areas, say like on, even on Facebook, you might go down some comment rabbit holes or something and you might find some people who are saying stuff that is extremely crazy. Um, but a lot of conspiracy theories generally tend to propagate in meme culture. Um, uh, a lot of stuff about weird stuff about Bitcoin. I always find that interesting in that there's a lot of people dedicated out there to just trying to confuse people about Bitcoin, even though they really like Bitcoin. That's, that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say like, I, I kind of want to talk about it without really talking about it because like, I don't want to get into some really dark stuff. Prefer not to do that. But I, I, think, I think meme culture can quickly take you to places that you don't really want to be mm. or, or would rather only be in briefly. So um, it's all led you yeah. down anywhere much lighter and happier and more rainbows and unicorns uh well uh, effectively it is it is much lighter and i didn't ever think i'd be interested as is the case i was um <laughs> actually my two-year-old got me into this one um it, oh. it, it, it was called the, the secret life of my hamster and and there's channels like it it's basically people set up um intricate mazes for their hamsters and rodents to run through um mm. and the two things that are uh, fairly impressive. One is the ability of these an- little animals, rodents, to actually traverse these very intricate mazes. Um, and two, the time it must take for these people to put them together. There's someone did it, there's one like a Minecraft one. They built like this eight-layered Minecraft, I don't know, zone or whatever it is. And, you know, it was like immaculately done and everything was decorated well. And, and this, I think that one of the hamster's name was had to just go through eight layers. And it's strangely hypnotic. You just sit there saying, oh, I'll just watch one more layer. Oh, I'll watch one more. And it's just, I ended up watching like a, like a 20 minute video on, on this hamster going through the thing. But uh, there you go. Yeah. Sounds like watching a model train to me. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it felt oh, like, that's really yeah. nice that's yeah. really nice it, it, you like, take that uh, comment how you like it you know yeah. that could be a good comment or oh, a right. well, well, i think he's right. talking about nice being my hamster story not your, your horrible comment yes. about the train <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the hamster story is nice i was thinking about all the the dark and weird rabbit holes that i'd been down and i was like i don't really want to think i don't really want to think about it i'd just rather think about hamsters thank hey, you there you go it, it, it is very i don't know how you'd find it i find it it was actually on youtube kids so it was served up naturally but once I sort of was watching that, there were like lots of other suggestions about other hamsters, all of which had, and hamsters and rats had different names. And each one, like mm. one, like made like a water park for them and they had to like go through this water park. So I, I, it's on probably on the border of whether these animals feel comfortable doing it, but it was pretty, um, it was pretty interesting. Anyway, yeah. so Ant, how about you? Um, where, where have you gone on, on your quest for uh, I have to, video? to blame Lessons in Meme Culture for this one. 
Um, somewhat, but I'm also, it's, it's YouTube to blame as well, but I was watching one of your videos and, and a very interesting pre-roll came up and very, you know, norm, normally you hover over that skip button. Um, this one, they did a pretty good job because it was all about the secret pooping habit that you need to know. And um, I was hooked. <laughs> I had to find out. It was a very long pre-roll and I clicked on it and went down and it's like, um, some dude, Dr. Stephen Masley has got the uh, secret pooping habit. I like this. It's like the secret pooping habit that anyone can start at any age mm. that will change your life. And it was not, they weren't trying to be really comedic. They were trying to like, you know, inspirational to help you change your life for better. Mm. And mm. Um, with this this line, I had to just stop and write it down straight away with, with just one simple poop per day at home or at the office, you could be flushing out excess pounds of fat out your butt and down the toilet. Um, oh, you clearly went to a dark place there. <laughs> is he trying to sell something? Like, is, is, he, is he telling you that you need to buy like special you pooping need to buy tablets something now? At some stage, I went, I went yeah. down the rabbit hole. I ended up watching yeah. uh, another video and buying the products. He's, um, he just big up his credibility and his credentials. And there's just this one secret you need to know. I never really got to the secret. You just got to watch this video. I watched the video. I don't know the secret. But there is a shipment of like 10 boxes of tablets coming next week. Uh, and I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, spring. Anyone wants to buy it from me, just reach out. Through oh, the, as soon uh, as they yeah. say there's a secret to something, you can bet that there's going to be a, a sales pitch coming <laughs> yeah. up pretty quick. That's it was fair. very engaging and captivating. And I was just so, like, it, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous rabbit hole. But it was entertaining. So I don't know if I've like done something bad by helping them by watching that all the way through and clicking through or it's just it was just some light entertainment for me it was, um, that is a good segue to end <laughs> to go to the com- completion of the of this um very what i'm sure has been a very enlightening uh podcast for all the listeners let's hope so awesome. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you hanging out with us thanks yeah, mate. No problem. cheers <laughs> the generation on the mic